I want to share with you, as I was studying the scripture uh, a couple of days ago, I came across this area of the scripture. I have read it many times, you have read it many times, but I believe that there is something there that God wants to open up this morning for you and for me. I also come to know that the devil is more afraid than you think. The devil is more afraid than you know. The devil is more afraid than you believe. The problem is because we are unaware, we do not have the knowledge and understanding that the devil is more afraid than you because the devil is more afraid of you knowing and becoming what God says you are. I was looking about fear. I was fearful in some things and the Lord said, you are fearful because you are unaware that the devil is more afraid of you than anything else. Because the devil is more afraid of you, he is afraid of you becoming what God wants you to be. For that reason, he will come up with everything to keep you from becoming what God wants you to be. He is more afraid. He does not want to. He knows that if you become what God wants you to be, you are a terror in his kingdom. If you become what God wants you to be, you are one person with God as majority destroying efforts and the works that the devil has put in for so many years. Just one of us here today that this world may come to, if you understand that the devil is more afraid of you becoming what God wants you to be, you will rise up and know why Jesus said to his disciples, let us go to the other side. Jesus said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. The desire or the decision to go over to the other side, I want you to know this morning, was God's own desire. It was God's own origination. God was the one who decided that he wants to go over to the other side with us. We did not desire it. But God is the one who said, let us. And when he says, let us, you should know that he will be a part of that journey because it was his idea. Because Jesus Christ know very well that where you are today, your present is what is. But God is not 100% pleased with what is. Because he knows that what is, is not your full potential. For that reason, he wants to take you over to the other side, which is what will be. And when the what will be is accomplished, you will see the power, the presence, and the authority of God flowing in your life like never before. Where we are today is our what is. And many times we are very comfortable with our what is. Because the what will is uncertain. What will be is uncertain. And because it's uncertain, I better keep what I have. I don't want to lose it in the pursuit of what I don't even know if it's going to come to pass. And that's exactly how the power of darkness succeeds in your life and in my life. In making us comfortable with what we have. Comfortable with where we are. Comfortable with the situation and circumstances that we're going through. Comfortable with our illness and sicknesses. I don't want to go do this surgery because this person went and did not come out. He died or she died. 
For that reason, I better endure what I have in order for me not to lose it in the pursuit of the unknown. In the book of Mark chapter 6, there are a couple of places in the scriptures that the Bible talks about going over to the other side. But, you know, when you look at them in the scriptures, you think they are all the same. But there are several other times when, when they go over to the other side and when they become comfortable to that side, when the purpose of God in their life begins to wane off and God knows there is something greater, he keeps them again and says, let us go again to the other side. Because if you look at the book of Mark, was the only place that Jesus never settled. He is always on the move. As we look at the book of Mark chapter 6, beginning from verse 45, it is very, very interesting in the New King James Version. I like the old King James, but we're going to do the New King James Version. And I want you to see from verse 45 what the Bible says. He says, immediately he made his disciples get into the boat. I want you to see something. If you read verse 42, 43, 44, you will see that there was a miracle that Jesus performed with few loaves of bread and few fishes and 5,000 people ate. And 5,000 people ate besides women and children and they had like 12 baskets left over. There was a miracle that was performed in the life of the disciple and the life of the multitude and the disciples. And if you read that place very well, you'll see that Jesus broke, uh, blessed the bread and handed it over to disciples and the disciples were able to distribute to the multitude. And they ate so much and they had a lot left over. But this is what happened. By the time that they have eaten and drank and saw the miracle, the disciples wanted to remain in the euphoria of the miracle. Many times in our life, when we receive something that we feel that is so great, so pleasant in our lives, this relationship, whatever it is, we believe and we want to remain in the euphoria of that miracle. But when once that miracle has been performed by God in our lives, he is looking forward to doing something greater than that in your life. But because we are afraid, but because the devil wants us to remain in our what is, in our present condition, we want to remain in that euphoria. We don't want to move further. Because what is, what we have is more precious for us than what we be. Because we do not know what will be. So the disciples were so much engrossed in the, in, the, in, the, in the euphoria of the miracle that was performed and the multitude stayed. In the book of John, uh, there's a correlation between the book of John and Mark on the same area because in the book of John, he said that um, when they saw this miracle, they wanted to take Jesus by force to make him a king. And the Bible says he departed away from them. Now, this is the same place that Mark is talking that they wanted to take Jesus to make him king. But the disciples were so euphorious. They want to keep in the present. But Jesus did something. The Bible said Jesus made them. Another translation said Jesus constrained them. In a different translation, it said that Jesus forced them. And when you are being forced, it means you are going against your will. It is not your desire to go. Otherwise, it will not constrain you to go. Otherwise, they will not force you to go. Otherwise, they will not make you to go. We know we have children when they complain, he made me do this because they had no intention of doing that, but the mother always made them do it. 
So it is, was against their will. And the Bible says, and Jesus made them get into the boat. Let's see what happened. He said, and he made them get into the boat and go before him to the other side to Bethesda while he sent the multitudes away. I want you to understand when we are completely immersed in the midst of multitude, God is a God of divine separation. God knows how to separate you from people who will keep you in the place where God does not want you to be. Sometimes there are so many people around you, men, women, friends, that you guys are eating, enjoying, having fun, drinking, doing whatever you're doing that keeps you in that present. But God himself wants to take you to another level. God wants to move you from what is to what will be. God wants to take you from a place of mediocre where you are overcome by the signs and wonders and miracles to the place where you will become an instrument of divine testimony. God himself knew that the disciples were unwilling to separate from the people. He constrained them. He forced them to get into the boat while Jesus himself decided to do what? Dismiss the multitude. Sometimes God will allow you in a situation where he will send you out in order to separate you from those who will keep you where you are. He chose to make them go into the boat to the other side of Bethesda. He could have allowed the disciples to send the multitude away, but he knew they were unwilling to leave the condition where they were. He knew they were not willing and he knew that they were not capable. Sometimes some of us here find it difficult to say no in certain relationship, even though we know that relationship is not taking us anywhere. Many of us here are in relationship with friends, with people who we know are of no good to us only to eat and drink and keep us in the place of provision of the things of the flesh. And we cannot say no. To such people this morning, I believe that God in his own way will find his special way to move you forward in order that God himself will discharge that person from your life. And he made them get into the boat while God himself dismissed the people. But I want you to see something here that is very intriguing. In verse 46, he said, And when he had sent, the, sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. Now when evening was come, that's in verse 47, the boat was in the middle of the sea and he was alone on the ground, on the land. What is the significance of this place? The significance of this place is this. While Jesus sent the disciples away, he departed to the mountain to pray. And the Bible said when evening was come, he was on the land alone. God sending you out on a mission. God sending you out to go to the other place. He has already known what you will encounter before you go there. I want to let you that despite the fact that you may not be seeing the hand of God at the moment because of what you're going through. He is already praying for you because he is the one who sent you out. He sent them out to go to the other side. They got into the boat. But let me tell you what, where I'm going to dwell in this morning. The Bible says... In verse 47, now when evening came, the boat was in the middle of the sea and he was alone on the land. Then he saw them, this is where it is very interesting. Then he saw them straining at rowing the boat because the wind was against them. Let me explain this place. I believe God will make it clear 
in our spirit this morning that something will jump up in your spirit. Something will jump up that will strengthen you. Something will jump up that will empower you. Something will jump up that will make you say, I am going over to the other side in my spiritual journey with God. I believe that something will, 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 will come in your spirit this morning to know something. The Bible said that after he has sent them away, he went into the mountain to pray. And that means he was praying there till a long time because the Bible says when evening was come, he was on the land alone. But the boat was in the middle of the sea and Jesus saw them. I want you to look at this. We know that the light just went off a little bit. And my brother was having challenges in reading out despite the fact that he had his iPad because there was no light. Now another translation said at midnight, Jesus was alone by the land, but he could see them in the middle of the sea. How could he see them at midnight when they are in the middle of the sea? So you might be far away where you think is far away, but the eyes of the Lord is already looking out for you. He said the same thing to the prodigal son. While he was way far away, he saw him and went towards him. You might be in your situation. You might be in your circumstance because the Bible said the wind was against them. The wind may be against you now in your life. The wind may be against you financially. The wind may be against you maritally. The wind may be against you because you want to have children. The wind may be against you because your children are having problems. The wind may be against you because you have no home. The wind may be against you because you have no car. The wind might be against you because you're sick. The wind might be against you because the church is not growing. The wind might be against you because your kids are in jail. The wind might be against you because your business is not moving. But I want you to know this morning that because God is the one who put you in that boat. He put you in the boat to move ahead. He is already seeing you. He knows what you're going through because the Bible says he saw them straining. He knows many of us are straining. He knows many of us are asking, why not me? Why me, God? He knows that many of us are struggling. A different translation says he saw them suffering to keep afloat. He saw them suffering to move ahead. The devil cannot stop you, but he knows that every time he delays you, he wins. He cannot stop you because he knows that time is of the essence in your life. He knows that time is the essence in your life. Any moment that you stop moving forward is a time the enemy gains in your life. And all he could do was to keep them struggling. They could not move forward. They were just struggling. And if you look at the geography of the place from where they were moving over to Bethesda, it was just a distance of four miles. A distance of four miles. But they were having difficulty from the moment they left all through till night came. They have not been able to cross a distance of four miles. But I want you to know that the distance of what will keep you has been already been determined by God. Because by the time he told them to move from this side to the other side, he knows the distance. He knows the challenges you're going to face. But the Bible says 
he began to pray for them. Even by the time he get to the midnight, the Bible says he saw them. Why did he see them? Because he was looking out for them. God is seeing you because he's looking out for you. It is not because you're looking out for yourself. but because he's looking out for you. That's why he could see you struggling. That's why he could see you going through challenges. That's why he could see you questioning, crying every night and say, why me? That's why he's saying, God, the promises you made me have not come to pass. That's why he said, you're saying in your sleep, in your your dream in everywhere. How is it that my case is different? Why is it that the promises of God have not come to pass? I want to assure you this morning that God who sent you out in that boat is looking out for you. The same God who put you in that boat is looking out and he can see what you're going through. He can see you're struggling. He can see your pain. He can see your circumstance and situation. He knows what you're going through in the middle of the sea. Many of us are in the middle of our sea this morning. Many of us, despite what we do, our health keep going down. Many of us have done everything we believe we could do. We have quoted the scriptures from beginning to the end and we have not seen a result of what we are speaking. But I want us to understand this morning, the same God who put it in my spirit and said listen, despite you might be in the middle of your sea, how could I have seen you at midnight from the land? Jesus had no telescope. There was no such light, light that was beaming on them for them to see. They did not have the, 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 the technology of the light that revolves in the top to say, oh, there's a ship coming. He put them in a boat. He was not a ship. He put them in a boat. And he could see them struggling. He could see them toiling. He could see the waves were contrary to them. He could see them moving and going nowhere. There was so much motion, but there was no movement. Many of us have motions and have no movement. We can be doing everything we're doing, but when we look at our lives in the past couple of years, we say we have never really moved ahead. Many of us have not moved ahead in life financially despite your pain, your tight and offering. Many of us, our situation have not changed. But this morning, I want you to understand that even though it might be darkness, even though it might be midnight in your life, even though it might be in the, in the middle of your sea, there is an eye that is always looking out for you. The man upstairs is always looking out for you. He said, the Bible said, and he looked at them, he saw them. He saw them struggling. Now imagine the time they left. I want you to imagine with your own life and my life this morning. Imagine the time that they left. And Jesus went to pray and prayed all the way till evening. Yet at midnight, he still saw them at the middle. Look at the distance they have covered despite all the time they have spent. Many of us will look at our life right now. We look at how many years we are. We look at when the promises or prophecy was made to us. Oh, I was going to get married. Oh, I'm going to have children. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. All these prophecies were given to us many years ago. But we have looked at how long it has taken. Yet, we have not seen the result. I don't know if any of you is there. I don't know if any of you have been there. I've been there. But what God is telling you and I this morning is that he knows how long it has taken you. He knows how far you have gone. He knows how far you have to go. And the Bible says when he saw them, he began to walk towards them walking on the water. And now this is one that's very, very interesting and intriguing to me. Why did Jesus decide to go towards them? The same way he did with the prodigal son. 
began to go towards the sun even when he was far away. The same way I want you to know this morning that Christ is walking closer to us more than we ever thought. But the Bible says that when they saw him, they were terrified. The Bible says in the New King James Version, it says, and they supposed that it was a ghost. When you are going through situations and circumstances, even when you see Jesus, you will not recognize him because you are troubled by what you're going through. When they saw him, this is disciples that have been with him for a while. When they saw him walking towards them, they could not recognize it. Not because they were not paying attention, but because they were consumed with the problems they were going through. When we are consumed with our problems, when we are consumed with our situation and circumstances, we will be unable to recognize God even when he's coming in bringing miraculous situations to our life. We will not be able to recognize him. Because what we are going through is quite overwhelming. I cannot underestimate or under mention what people are going through. Only you who is going through it know how hard it is with you. If I'm not in your situation, I can only imagine. I cannot tell you I know what you're going through because I will be insulting you. Because perhaps if I go through what you're going through, I might even not be able to preach. But I'm going through my own things also. But I want us to see the Bible says when he saw them struggling, he began to walk towards them. There is something here that I want you to see that is so surprising to me because I expect that if I'm going through situation and circumstances and Jesus is walking towards me, I expect him to come to me direct. But the Bible says that he, 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 he walked on the water going towards them intending to pass them by. Is that there in your scripture? Did you see it in your scripture? Or you don't have your Bibles? He said that Jesus, when he came there walking on the water towards them, what was he doing? Intending to do what? Pass them by. Wow. I'm suffering to lift this thing up. I'm struggling and I can see the elders coming towards me. And I expect them, they see this stuff is about to knock me down. I'm struggling to carry it. I can't lift it. And I see Mr. Ted coming when I'm trying to move this struggling this is upon me and Ted is coming I expect to see a help from him and he is about to walk me by no I want you have you ever been in a situation where you saw someone you know when you saw your family member when you saw your husband your children or friends somebody that you know you expect that now here comes the help have you ever been in that situation I have and what you thought was going to be a help actually intended to pass you by. No, this is, this is so intriguing to me because Jesus, you've been praying for me in my situation and circumstances. You are encouraging me. You are testing what the situation is in my life. And now you're coming to my rescue and your intention was to just pass me by? And your intention was to pass me by? But the Bible said that when he, what, what, what happened? And when they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed it. Now, see, they did not suppose him. They supposed it to be a ghost. You guys are Americans. You understand English more than I do. I'm an African man, okay? But I understand the difference between it and him. Okay? I understand the difference between it and him. So in your situation, even when we see him, we call it it. Even when you see the help of Christ, you are bound to misinterpret what it is. If you have gone through situation and circumstances, 
If you're a woman who's been abused and battered by, 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 by a relationship in the past, even when the right man comes, but may not be coming the way you expect him to come, you are bound to misinterpret and misunderstand who that person is because of your experience. The same thing, vice versa. If you're a man, you've been disappointed many times because of relationship or the other. All you see, even when you see a woman who is showing you the greatest love on earth that you can never receive anywhere, you say, they are all the same. Because of your experience. Now, because of what they were going through, they saw Jesus coming and they supposed it to be a ghost. They supposed it to be a ghost. Now, this is what, what happened. The next verse says, for they all saw him and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them and said to them, Be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. They saw him, they were afraid. They cried out. But I want that told me something. That every time we cry out, we draw God's attention to ourselves. Because when they cried out, the cries that intended to pass them by, decided to walk right into their situation. When you are praying, when you are praying, you see, this is one of the reasons why sometimes when I want to pray, I just move a little bit away because I don't like too much comfortable prayer because you don't know where I'm going, what I'm going through. You don't know where I'm coming from. I'm able to cry and, and speak to the Lord. You think I'm crazy. Now, it might be good for you. You might be all souped up. You might be all dressed up. You don't want your clothing to be wet. You don't want it to be dirty. But when I want to cry to him, I don't mind if I kneel down. I don't mind if I lay down on my suit. I don't mind if I go backwards this way. I don't care what it is because all I know is that when I cry out to him, I draw his attention to myself. Blind Bartimaeus wanted to talk to the Lord and they were shutting him down. But when he cried out, he drew God's attention. Now if you're going through situation and circumstances, it is time for you to get out of your present sweet prayer. It is time for you to get out of your present condition. It is time for you to get out onto a comfortable prayer. It is time for you to stop. My best, I you know, Lord. You know, I, I just want to talk to you, Lord. You understand? Listen, when you are going through things, it is time for you. You don't care how your hair looks. You don't care how your clothing looks. You don't care how your clothes. You don't care how nothing looks. All you want to do is to make sure that you draw the attention of God. All you want to make sure is that you cry unto him. If he requires you to remove your wig, take the wig off. If he requires you to take your glass off, take it off. If he requires you to take your suit and throw it on the floor, take it out. All you want is that only God knows what you're going through. Only God knows what you're going through. You want the attention of God in your life. You want God to hear your prayer. You want God to attend to you. And the Bible says, when they cried unto him, he stepped into their boat and the sinners stepped into the boat. The situation ended. Every situation we are going through, when God steps into it, it will end. I want you to rise with me. I want you to call upon him. I want you to use this opportunity. Pray the way you want to pray. Talk to him the way you want to talk to him. Don't care about who is on your side. I want to tell you, the time of a special prayer is over. The time of comfortable prayer is over. The time you pray, putting your hands in your pocket is over. The time that you pray, you know, in a very relaxed mode, it's over. Except you're not going through things. If you're going through things, you know how to call upon his name. 
If you're going through things, you know how to cry out to him. If you're going through things, you know how to say, Lord, come into my boat. If you're going through things, you know how to say, Lord, I am tired. If you're going through things, you know how to speak unto him and say, Lord, I am tired. Lord, in my situation and circumstances, things are so bad. I have made, I have heard your promises. I have heard what you told me. But Lord, it is time for me to go on my knees. Lord, it is time for me. I don't care about my clothing. Lord, it is time. I don't care about my situation. All I want you to do is to come into my situation. All I want you to do, Lord, is to come into my situation. I don't care about my hair. I don't care about my makeup. It is time for me to cry. Forget about the makeup because you can put another makeup. But only God can change your situation permanently. Nobody can change your situation permanently. Only God can change your situation permanently. Only God is the one that can step into your boat and miracles will happen. Only God can step into your church and something happen. The time has come. The time has come. The time has come. 